Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Leadership Biz Cafe podcast. I'm your host, Tanvi Nasir, CEO of Tanvi Nasir Leadership. Looking for a keynote speaker or corporate trainer for your next event? Then visit our company's website at tanvinasir.com to find out how we can help bring in valuable insights and practical tools to help your organization succeed in achieving its goals. And this episode is sponsored by GoCo. Growing your business is exciting, but hiring and onboarding new employees can be overwhelming, not to mention costly if things go wrong. Thankfully, GoCo can help you with this by automating and streamlining everything you have to do to support your growing team. You can customize the GoCo platform to support your existing processes, documents, and policies, and they provide you with a dedicated customer success manager to help you maximize the benefits you derive from their platform. And the best part is, you can try it for free with no credit card needed. So go to goco.io slash leadership, that's G-O-C-O dot I-O slash leadership to get started. Now, before we dive into this edition of Leadership Espresso Shot, I'd like to share a wonderful comment I got from another listener of this podcast, Aaron Klimchuk. Hi, Tavir. I lead the leadership development program here at Audi of America, designed to help our dealership general managers become better leaders. I am a big fan of the Leadership Biz Cafe and have recommended it to our GMs on multiple occasions. Looking forward to more insights from you. Now, I have to say, while it's great to hear from one of my listeners, the reason why I wanted to share Aaron's comment is because it got us talking about his work, and he shared with me a situation he wanted my insights on. Given how it's something that I've been asked many times before by other leaders, I figured it would make a great topic to share on this podcast. So let's get at it and brew up another Leadership Espresso Shot. So Aaron shared with me how he took 100 of their top GMs for a two-day leadership development summit that addressed topics and issues that were of interest to his team. They also have several L&D portals where they offer articles, videos, podcasts, which Aaron told me also includes this one, to supplement the training session. The challenge he's having now, though, is how to make sure these new insights are applied and not lost when these leaders return to the hectic pace of their everyday work. And more importantly, how can he keep them engaged in wanting to learn even more? When Aaron asked me this question, I asked if I could share his story because it's a question I've been asked many times over the years when giving keynotes and corporate trainings. In fact, it's one of the reasons why one of my leadership keynotes deals with how leaders can shift from simply training employees to creating a continuous learning environment in their workplace. So I know there's many of you out there who are also dealing with this issue as well. So what I'd like to do is share with you some simple steps that you can take right now that will help make the new skills and insights you learn stick. To start off, let me give you a little context to help frame these steps. In their book, Made to Stick, Chip and Dan Heath present this idea that a sticky idea is something that's understood, it's remembered, and it changes something. Now, while their book was about how to make what you communicate stick with your audience, I think we can all agree that when we learn new skills or insights, we want it to be something that's understood, that we remember it, and that it ends up changing the way we work. Continuing with Chip and Dan's book, they describe how there are six principles behind what makes an idea sticky. And these six principles are 
simplicity, unexpectedness, concreteness, credibility, emotions, and stories. Now, while they say you don't necessarily need all six principles to make your message stick, I want to offer you three steps you can take that will employ these six principles. Again, if we go back to the problem Aaron shared, one which other leaders have also asked me about, the challenge we face when it comes to training or going to a conference to learn new insights to improve the way we lead is while we're there, we could see the value of these approaches. But soon after we return to our workplaces, these new insights often fade away as we return to the routines of our day-to-day work lives. So the first step you need to take is one that I often get my audiences to do at the end of my talks, and that is to identify one simple change you'll make based on what you've just learned. Now, this one thing you choose has to contain two characteristics. First, it has to be something you can start doing now with ease. And second, it has to be something that's personally meaningful. The reason stems from the work of two different researchers. Stanford behavioral scientist B.J. Fogg, who found that the key to changing behavior is taking small steps, and Harvard professor Teresa Mabale, who was the second guest to appear on this podcast, who found in her research that making progress on personally meaningful goals leads to enduring success and happiness on the job. In other words, you want to focus on applying a new behavior or skill you've learned on something that matters to you, so that this becomes something that you don't have to do, but it's something you want to do. And this step lines up with the sticky principle of simplicity, as we're focusing on one specific thing that we can do right now that will improve our work in a personally meaningful fashion. This also ties into the emotion principle, because as Chip and Dan write, This sticky principle is driven by answering the question of what's in it for me, which you've already answered by this exercise of picking that one simple change you want to make thanks to what you've learned. So now that you have this one simple behavior or skill in mind, the obvious question becomes, how do you make sure you apply it every day? Well, that's the next step. And for this, we're going to use the example of a very successful person and one of my favorite comedians, Jerry Seinfeld. Well, let's start the insanity. Now, it doesn't matter whether you like him or not, as this has nothing to do with his sense of humor, but more to do with what he's identified as being the key to his success. Comedian Brad Isaac once asked Seinfeld for tips on what he could do to improve his success at comedy, and Seinfeld told him that what he needed to do was to commit to writing every day because writing jokes every day would help him hone his craft. Now, what's the real gem in this story is what Seinfeld told Isaac as being how he pushes himself to write every day, especially when he doesn't want to. Basically, what Seinfeld does is he gets a wall calendar that shows every day of the year, and every day that he writes, he puts a red X in the box for that day. Once he's done that for a couple of days, he's created a chain of X's on this calendar. And as Seinfeld told Isaac, you'll like seeing that chain, especially when you get a few weeks under your belt. Your only job is to not break the chain. 
Now, the reason why this is a great strategy for anyone to use is because it embraces something that I'm sure you've all heard and read about, gamification. As Seinfeld says himself, he transformed the task of writing into a game where his only job is to not break the chain. Now, you don't need to get a 365-day wall calendar for your office, but what you need to do is get a notebook that you use as a journal to just write a quick note of what you did to practice this new behavior or skill. The reason why is because you need to be able to visually see this chain growing, which is critical for this to work, because this allows you to shift from focusing on how well you applied this new behavior or skill on a given day, to the process of applying it regularly and consistently towards making it a habit. Going back to the principles of making things stick, you can see that this step ties into the principle of concreteness, as you can see visually for yourself how you've applied this new behavior or skill on a given day. And it also links to the principle of credibility because as you read back how you applied this new behavior or skill and not qualifying how good or bad you were at it, you can see how this new behavior or skill can be used successfully every day and hopefully also noticing some positive benefits growing along with it. And this leads to my last step that will help make those new behaviors and skills you've learned stick and this one revolves around one of the points I share in my keynote talk on how to shift from training people to continuously improving talent, and that is you need to treat learning as a shared experience. Now, to help illustrate the value of this step, I want to share a story about one of the leaders I wrote about in my book, Leadership Vertigo. Billy Taylor was the plant manager for the Goodyear Fayetteville plant. When he joined the plant, it was one of the most poorly performing plants at Goodyear and was at risk of being closed. Within two years, Taylor transformed it into one of the top performing manufacturing plants at Goodyear and was promoted to an executive role at Goodyear. While there are many things Taylor did to achieve this outcome, there's one I want to share in the context of making our learning stick. And that is how he put up information boards throughout the plant that identified which manufacturing team was working on a given product line and the level of output they were creating. Now, the reason he did this was not simply to hold the different production teams accountable for their productivity, but so that the different teams could learn from one another about what they were doing to improve their performance. In fact, Taylor facilitated this cross-learning between teams by putting up other boards throughout the plant that showcased projects his employees initiated that improved the plant's productivity and cost-effectiveness as a result of the lessons they learned from one another working on the plant floor. Now, remember that the first step I told you about was to pick that one behavior or skill that you've learned that you want to make stick because you not only know you can make this a part of your leadership toolkit, but also because you know it's going to have a meaningful impact on how you perform your job. Well, the wonderful thing of identifying this at the start of this process is that it allows you to not only attain some early wins, but you also now have something of value to share with other leaders in your organization in terms of how they can apply this behavior or skill to improve their leadership. And conversely, when they share with you how they applied other behaviors and skills to the way they lead, 
you gain better insights on how you yourself can apply these other behaviors and skills to continue learning and growing. The key point I want you to take note of is that learning can't exist in a vacuum or silo, but as I pointed out in the first step, it needs to be connected both to why you do what you do and how you go about getting things done in your everyday work. And again, going back to Chip and Dan's principles of stickiness, we can see how this step clearly ties into that principle of stories and how we're sharing our stories, our experiences with learning to improve ourselves. But it also ties into the principle of unexpectedness because in sharing your lessons learned, you stand to gain both new insights into how to build on what you're currently doing, as well as where you can start next in that process of applying what you've learned. Now, I know I've given you a lot to think about and a lot to work with. And trust me, I have so much I wanted to share. In fact, when I was writing my notes for this episode, I actually came up with six steps. But I wanted to make sure I gave you a good head start in this process of making sure what new behaviors and skills you've learned really stick. Besides, anything worth doing requires effort on our part, along with the drive to see it through to the end. And hopefully with these three simple steps, I've not only given you a map to make this change to improve the way you lead, but to do so in a way that makes your new behaviors and skills stick. And with that, we finish another cup of Leadership Espresso Shot. And that's a wrap for this episode of Leadership Biz Cafe, brought to you by Tamri Nasir Leadership. Looking for a keynote speaker or corporate trainer for your next event? Then visit our company's website at tamvinasir.com to find out how we can bring these kinds of insights to your organization, either at an upcoming conference, leadership retreat, or for a corporate training event. And this episode has been sponsored by GoCo. Hiring and onboarding new employees can be time-consuming and tedious, but thanks to GoCo, you can streamline and automate this process to help your employees hit the ground running. And as it can be customized to your workflow, it'll not only help you save time, but avoid any costly mistakes involved in onboarding and employee management. And remember, the best part is you can try GoCo for free with no expiration date and no credit card needed. So go to goco.io slash leadership, that's G-O-C-O dot I-O slash leadership, and discover how GoCo can help improve your onboarding and employee management processes. Now, if you have any questions or comments, drop me a note through the contact form on my website. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please do share it with a colleague, with your team, or with your boss to allow them to reap the benefits as well. And remember, you can find all episodes of this show, as well as links to subscribe on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, and Stitcher Radio on our podcast page at tavernasir.com LBC. So if you want to share this podcast with others, that's a great way to do it. And with that... I'm Tavi Nasir, and you've been listening to Leadership Biz Cafe.